HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, the best-selling Irish single malt in the U.S. The Sexton is an unexpected modern malt for the everyman, rich in hue, approachable in taste, and memorable in character. Learn more at thesexton.com. I'm HRN Communications Director Kat Johnson with a preview of this week's episode of Meat in 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup. This week, we're focusing on water. You'll hear some disturbing news from an NYC investigative reporter. Here lies the problem, how much we don't know about water tanks. Katie Kiefer reports on water woes in the heartland. Their water is heavily polluted with nitrates, which are coming from agricultural chemical applications on fields and running off into their water table. And we'll check in with Dave Arnold, who's about to open a new bar that will serve some pretty fancy H2O. It is hardcore. So pour up a tall glass of ice water and be refreshed by this week's episode of Meat in 3, available on heritageradionetwork.org, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Today is Tuesday, June 12th, 2018. We've got some great guests joining us tonight. Uh, Adam Zuniga, you're a beer rep that I've known for a long time, but you were also working on a heavy metal beer TV show, right? The rumors are true, Jimmy. We go way back, and here we are. It's good to be in the booth with you. And what is the, what is the show? The Six Most Metal Breweries is a television show currently in production, in development, a six-part miniseries all about craft beer and heavy metal. Great. So you brought some of your crew with you, so the other guys introduce yourselves as well from the Six Most Metal Breweries TV show. I'm Derek Ingber. I'm the uh, director-editor of the show. I'm Tom Starkweather. I'm the photographer. I'm Jeremy Batchel. I'm the director of photography. It's cool. And then you found uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, local beer guys that are into heavy metal. Hey, Brian. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> How's it going? I'm Brian Wingett, uh, brewery representative for Barrier Brewing out of Oceanside, New York. So this is cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about heavy metal and overlap with craft beer, some collaborations that, that you guys have been making as well as a TV show. And we got a special brewery uh, guest from Sweden. Welcome. Ah, thank you very much. And your name is? I'm uh, Marcus Jalmarsson. Uh, I'm the head brewer and founder of uh, Brewski in Sweden. Great. And I'm his business partner, Marcus Taibo. Great. And you brought your son, too. Yes. Um, I'm the artist for Brewski. Oh, you do the labels? Yeah. 
Ah, uh, Theodore, say your name, yeah. buddy. Uh, I'm Theodore Yamlison. This is great. This is an exciting show for us. Um, so uh, this is my weird intro. It, there's a couple of sad things about this week. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Bourdain, who's been a hero to many people. Rest in power. He passed away, and uh, when I was thinking about heavy metal and beer, I thought about the old Beowulf, which brought together uh, stories of courage, but also was about a, a, a legendary figure that went from Sweden to Denmark to rid it of, of dragons and monsters, and it became kind of an English you know, legend that uh, was told in alehouses. So you figure the combination of heavy metal and craft beer in Sweden, it's right there. So the quote from uh, Beowulf is, fate often saves an undoomed man if his courage holds. And Adam, that, do you think that can be a heavy metal line? Very fitting, Jimmy. Uh, here's to Bourdain. I was waiting to crack this till the moment was right. And then to Anthony Bourdain, I wrote, inspired by some Beowulf, I wrote, sometimes heroes have to die. They are remembered in full glory. Their colors never fade. Cheers to Anthony Bourdain. Cheers. Inspired a whole Cheers. generation of uh, food people. So, Cheers. Um, you know, it's kind of a sad way to intro, but it's kind of like the spirit of courage and passing, and we all think we're going to live forever. But, you know, it's true. Sometimes heroes do die, and there is that vibe to heavy metal. So tell us about, you know, why you guys put this project together and some of the collaborations that, you, that have been happening between heavy metal bands and, and some breweries. So very personal for me. Uh, I spent a couple months lost in L.A., found my way to the ocean, started helping out a little brew pub. And the brewer there, his name was Brian Brewer, very fitting, was blasting heavy metal to get through brew day every morning. Uh, and I realized more and more this was a thing. Like Brewers are both literally and figuratively surrounded by metal, by their equipment, by the music powering through brew powering them through brew day so i started visiting more and more breweries around the country i came back to new york city realized people on all sides of the bar were metalhead which is how i met brian and i came together with derek and jeremy actually working for a brewery that shall remain nameless and they interviewed me during new york city beer week so i knew these guys liked craft beer i'm gonna let them speak to the story as well but we were at a not so secret megadeth show at saint vitus reconnected i realized these guys liked now both beer and metal which led us to develop our first project beer like in das movie yeah it really is a small world out there especially in new york city as big as it is to run into familiar faces two years later i'd interviewed adam and he was in my video and and jeremy's video we worked it together just going out there trying to put together some type of beer show and i ran into adam he was good on camera and then uh we ran into him at Megadeth show two years later, and it just, that was Kismet, I guess. So it's meant to be. So it was a good experience so far. Jeremy. Yeah, so I was um, at the Megadeth show, and uh, I was actually there working the night. A friend of mine had called me a couple of nights before asking me uh, if I was available to do, you know, to shoot this, this secret show at St. Vitus. And I was like, what's the show? And she's like, it's Megadeth. I was like... Fuck yeah, I'm going to be there. Can I say Can I say fuck? Yeah. Just uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then we ran into Adam, and, I, and Derek recognized him right away, and uh, we uh, had reached out to him to, to do some, video, possibly do some videos for the brewery that he's working with, and then Adam flipped the script and said, hey, I have the script to for the short film, and Derek called me and said, hey, Adam has this short film, and I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. You know, people are always asking me to shoot stuff, and, you know. Never thought it would happen, and then three months later, we uh, made a project, and uh, we made a short film. Great. And then you guys from Sweden, uh, is there anybody, any brewers in Sweden that are into heavy metal, that, uh, any 
anything like that going on, or is this like uh, me and Tybell? We met at the Europe uh, Europe show. <laughs> That's the worst line yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, we have we have a we have a brewery in Gothenburg in Sweden uh, um, uh, where uh, the head brewer I think he's yeah he's the one from In Flames yeah oh nice he, he's, you guys know yeah. that yeah. yeah hell yeah. So that's the connection so we have. Then also, I know I, I know a brewer, uh, but he's more. It's it's not metal, but he's uh, the sing the lead singer of um, Millen Collin, uh, like a street uh, punk band or s sort of. You guys know you know yeah. him. Mm. I don't. If, if you know if you know the the band, say you know yeah. it. Some of you guys are nodding your heads. I haven't heard of Millen Collin in a long time. I, was, okay. I think it was in otherwise, high school. Otherwise, otherwise we usually refer to the brewers being rock bands because it's like being on tour the whole time. We have a schedule like a tour schedule, and everyone wants the the brewer, which is the singer of the band, to be performing on the beer festivals, which is the actual concerts. So we, it, it's a it's a reference we usually talk about when we are going to this uh, craft beer festivals. We've seen that more and more. Like For example, uh, Tony Bellis from Kings County Brewers Collective, who we did our collaboration beer here with Morbid Hour mm. Black Pilsner, he's in Copenhagen right now brewing with Amager. Oh, okay, so cool. the parallel between brewers and rock stars is exactly what we're trying to sh shine a light on. Yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> that's cool. And Brian at Barrier too. So you said you guys have done some collaborations with heavy metal bands. Yeah, we've done a, a couple collaborations over the past couple of years. We've uh, we've worked with local bands, and uh, I think the brewery, the band we've done the most collaborations with is Every Time I Die, out of upstate New York. We've done three beers with them, and actually just canned uh, Hop Dam, our Imperial Rye IPA. The first collab we did with them, latest batch of it went into cans yesterday. So that you should be able good, to see some of that floating around. Yeah, that, that Marcus, sounded real nice. Marcus is going to pour beers in the microphone. <laughs> this is kind of a fun show. I'm kind of out of my league too. A couple, you guys had some. Anecdotes on your website about your first metal beer and your first metal show. What was yours, Adam? Ooh, so metal first. Being from Texas, it was White Zombie and the Melvins at Reunion Arena Coliseum. And my first beer came from my time in California, my first metal beer, and it was Stone Goater Damarong IPA because, of course, Wagner was the original heavy metal. Fair? So the, and then when they made that beer, it was meant to be a heavy metal beer. You know, I, I can't say it was meant to be a heavy metal. And like our distinction for what qualifies as a heavy metal beer is really aligned with craft beer. So KCBC might not be a heavy metal brewery, but they are big fans of metal. Stone might not necessarily be a heavy metal brewery, but they uphold craft beer in terms of quality, independence, and authenticity. That is what qualifies as a metal beer as far as we're concerned. In addition to that, the image, the name the statement behind the beer. So something like De Goter Damarong IPA is, of course, very fucking metal. And then you're also, so, and Derek, excited you got to say what you got to say, bro. Oh, no, I was just going to follow up with my uh, first beer that I thought was metal, and, you know, like it got me into craft beer, one of them, at least, uh, was from Lost Abbey Brewing Company out of uh, San Diego, and they had the Celtic Crosses, their tap handle, and that just spoke to me at the bar, mixed in with all the other corporate beer, and that one stood out, and I just uh, had to get it. Oh, so you guys are onto something, and so it's also like as as craft beer becomes so big, and it's hard sometimes to, to decipher, you know, what beers you want or what what breweries are are even good. So you guys are actually kind of putting a stamp on 
certain breweries with the show, right? It's metal or not metal. It's as simple as that. And it follows the craft brewer, uh, the craft brewer association definition of craft, true independent craft. And then, like I said, the name, the label, the artwork, the mission and the message behind it, that is all what makes it metal. That's great. Well, this is a beer that, uh, this is a metal beer. So let's talk about this for a minute. It's really good. Black Pills. I love it. Black Pills. So we brewed this in collaboration with KCBC for St. Vitus Bar. Um, St. Vitus are Pilsner people. We just wanted to give them something on the dark side. So I was researching the history of Schwartz beer according to BJCP and came up with Black Pilsner as a common reference in Germany. So kind of an interesting whenever you find something based in history to give beer here in the States and craft beer now, like kind of an innovative twist. We called it a Black Pills. The recipe I originally had in mind was 4.44. It came in a little high, so we called it 4.666% ABV. And Pete was playing around with the name. I think he suggested uh, Pizza Brewer at KCBC. He suggested Midnight Hour Black Pills at one point, and I knew that St. Vitus has a morbid hour instead of a happy hour being a heavy metal bar, so we headed Morbid Hour Black Pilsner. All right. And you guys, Marcus and Marcus from uh, Sweden, uh, what do you think of this, this Black Pills? I love the style myself. Schwarzbier. Yeah, it's it's very nice, very nice style, and uh, very well uh, well executed as well. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard about you guys a lot, Brewski. Uh, what kind of beers are you making? I'm really blank. I don't know anything about <coughs> you, but I've want I've wanted to try your beers, so I know actually, we're gonna taste one. Uh, actually, it's quite simple um, um, uh, beers. Uh, it's like a very light, mal- simple malt pro- profile, very hop forward. Uh, the problem was like when I started brewing five years ago in Sweden, we we couldn't source hops. Uh, so uh, we actually we we we, we could get uh, hops from the US, but they were like in pretty bad shape when they came over, and we were like. We, we, you know, nobody knew anything about first pick and everything at the, you know, we, we just took the leftovers uh, from you guys, you know, <laughs> sort of. The hot sausage. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so I had like, um, um, what I had in my hands was like uh, oxidized hops and they were like really terrible and it, it was hard to find good hops. So I actually, I, I, I wanted to... Um, uh, to get like the tropical flavors and s- stuff like that, so that I actually started uh, uh, brewing with fruits, with, with actual fruit. Like I'm, I'm looking for mango, then then I or passion fruit and pineapple, like the very common aromas in in hops uh, and t- and flavors. So I actually started to uh, brew with uh, the actual fruit, and it actually turned out uh, very well. And we actually I I became uh, quite famous in, in the beer industry over there uh, because I I was one of I, I might be one of the first that actually could make a, a, an, a pale ale with with, uh, with uh, actual fruit in it and it tasted like a, a good hoppy, hoppy That's beer. That's great man. Brewskis. So, uh, so actually mm. one of the first um, first beers I made was uh, it's called a Mango Fever so, um, yeah. And then you're here in the States, you're, you're going to what, festivals? Yeah. Where are you going? In your- uh, we're, going uh, we're going to the, uh, the Green... The Green City? Green City Festival, uh, Out of Halves Festival. We're going to... Next week, June uh, 23rd, yeah. Yeah, we're going to Liquid Arts uh, Festival up in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, and, and then I'm brewing uh, with uh, yeah, a couple of breweries uh, around the States. So I'm, I'm moving south in a couple of days 
uh, brewing with. And actually with, staying for two months. Yeah, so yeah. So I'm brewing with like Wakefield down in Florida, Cigar City, and Cycle, Angry Share, and so on. Great, man. It's going to be cool. Yeah, cool, cool times, right? Yeah. Cheers to the guys. And then Cheers. Brian from Barrier, too. You know, you brought some beers, too. Not only did I bring some beers, but we are also pouring at Green City, and I will also be heading up to Canada on Thursday to, we can't actually pour, but to attend the Liquid Arts Festival. So if anyone listening is up in Canada, come say hello, mention the show. We will give you the exact same amount of beer we would otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, I think we're going to take a short break, um, and we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. I'm Souther Teague of Moria Margo and co-host of The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, a new and unexpected modern malt for the everyman. The whiskey is made from 100% Irish malted barley, triple distilled for smoothness in copper pot stills, and consciously aged for four years in Oloroso sherry butts. My favorite part about the Sexton is that sherry influence from those Oloroso sherry butts. They're the large sherry uh, barrels that have been used. And then the, uh, the whiskey gets aged in them for four years, giving them this sort of nutty, almost savory quality. Um, the copper pot still makes for an extremely smooth finish. Um, I like it in a highball or just neat. Uh, every time I have a sip, I, I want another one. So next time you're gathered with friends or posted up at your favorite bar, reach for The Sexton, the best-selling Irish single malt in North America. You can learn more at thesexton.com. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio. Hey, thanks, Souther, from the, the Speakeasy show. You make some great cocktails. I'm a big fan. If you're in the East Village, you want a bitter-based cocktail, go to Amor Ia Margo on East 6th Street. One of my favorite little spots uh, to catch up with friends. It's a great spot. Isn't I was just great, there man? last Wednesday. I went in for uh, Negroni Week. Mm-hmm. Tipped a couple back. My friend Lindsay was in town. Really wonderful spot. Great, man. Thanks. And then, uh, so Brian's, we're talking about Adam... Once again, you're working on a TV show, mm-hmm. <coughs> bringing together heavy metal and uh, craft beer. It's true. And uh, with Brewski here, are we wrong to assume that all Swedes listen to death metal? <laughs> yeah, there we go. I knew it. I knew it was there. Do you, Marcus? The other Marcus, too? Not really. <laughs> Theo, your son, uh, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Um, I don't really just listen to metal, but I listen to some metal bands. Um, but I'm more of like a very mixed rock type, I guess. I listen to most genres and rock and some metal bands as well. Cool. And you're doing the labels for Brewskis, right? Yeah. So um, I don't know if we, should we go to the Instagram and look at your labels? Yeah, it's actually here. Yeah, uh, I found this uh, um, uh, the symbol for the brewery or the logo in uh, Theo's uh, drawer when he was 11 years old. So um, I was like, fucking hell! It's an amazing. Uh, <coughs> It's amazing logo for the brewery, so I asked him if I could buy it, so I bought it for five, $5 and so it was the cheapest logo, logo in... Uh, now you're yeah. stuck with him. Yeah. He does all the logos. For life. That's cool. Family business. So, Adam, let's talk more. So, this is... Tell us about where, where are you going, you know, you're shooting the TV shows, <clears throat> the breweries you're identifying. So, worth mentioning, we've been releasing some Metal Monday webisodes just as kind of a, a preview 
of the series to come. We recently shot a decibel metal and beer fest in Philadelphia and interviewed At The Gates, which is a legendary Swedish death metal band. Um, if we have our way, obviously we start in New York City with KCBC as a tribute to our roots. I don't want to reveal exactly where we're going, but we know we want to take a visit down to Burial you can't in say, Asheville. You can't say where you're, where you're going to go? Brains to be seen, but we know we want to head to Burial in Asheville. We know we want to hit Brash down in Houston. We might go to True in Denver, Colorado if they take some acting classes first. <laughs> we are definitely going to go so you, visit. So you have high standards, so you guys are really making... Like a top quality production TV show. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wants to talk about this. Like producing a TV. There's a lot of people have tried to make TV shows about beer. None of them have really done well. Yeah, that's one of the things when I first started working with Jeremy on doing our beer videos is I was like, everybody's just getting too geeky and nerdy about talking about beer and they're kind of not having fun with it. And it's like, how do you take something like beer and have fun with it and put it into a show? And, you know, Adam came up with the idea to incorporate the metal, and it has a sense of humor, the show. It just has so many layers to it. It's not just, hey, we're here at the brewery, we're making a beer. There's a lot of other aspects to it, and I think people will be very shocked, surprised, have some laughs. So, yeah, it's really good. We're calling it a lifestyle show. It's meant to be fully immersive, kind of dig up the heavy metal culture in any city we visit. And you guys are your t-shirts. Derek, what, what's your t-shirt? You guys got to clue me in on metal culture. Oh, it's just a band called The Sword. I saw them open for Clutch last year. I actually caught up with Brian at that show. Um, so it's Brooklyn just a, Steel, great venue. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian, for you, you know, you're a big metal guy, um, only because they told me. I mean, you've got, to, you got full tats on your arm. Is there a definition of what a metal guy is, other than just going to shows? I don't think you have to, like, fill out an application. <laughs> or provide references. Uh, uh, it's a question that's come up in some of the events that we've filmed at. I know when we've taken interviews at the Morbid Hour release or when we did uh, interviews at the Decimal Beer Festivals, asking people, what is metal to you? And something that often comes up and is you, you see a, a common thread in answers, it's a, a sticking or adhering to ideals and not compromising in the face of adversity. So when Adam is talking about, you know, the show is about... Um, it's not just entirely about aesthetic, but it's also about mentality, approach, uh, and inviting other people into it. There's a whole lot more to it than just what appears on the outside. I mean, if you, you walk through the financial district and everybody's all suited up, I guarantee you some of those folks have got tattoos underneath and they're probably listening to stuff in their headphones that would take the wallpaper off your mom's walls. Cool. This is why Brian is our roadie. I mean, if we get everything we want, we're going to have a tour van to circle the country, and Brian's going to be along for the ride. Uh, and it's true. Like, you know, I found that metal was a way to connect with people on both sides of the bar, which certainly helped connect us less to one another. Um, no, keep going. And I will say, it just, it, for me, like, I want to find out, you know, like, we all kind of came age in the 90s and grew up around that point in time, and I want to find out to what happened to all those people who felt everything that was happening in music then and the truth is they are either working at the bar they are repping breweries they found their way to craft beer so that's just another example of the connection that we are really trying to showcase that's cool i'd like to chime in that one of the the first topics of conversation that comes up when i meet someone from a new brewery or from bouncing around tables at a festival not just what have you been drinking lately, but what are you listening to lately? And more often than not, a brewer will introduce me to a band or our band will introduce me to a brewer that I didn't know about. And it's really just a symbiotic relationship. So there's a, there's a kind of a culture of, of the heavy metal and craft beer. It's also, isn't it also a way to kind of like 
differentiate? Do, do you feel like there's we, there's a need to to like help define which breweries are making better beer? Is is there going to be a tie-in through your show? Like if they're on your show, does that also mean that you like their beers? Yeah. Uh, if a brewery makes beer that tastes like blood, it's not necessarily very metal. <laughs> If they're on the six most metal breweries, the point is they represent the highest quality of craft, and they are kind of aligning themselves with a heavy metal aesthetic, a heavy metal mentality to further distinguish themselves in the market. Great. And Jeremy, you didn't talk about your first uh, metal beer and metal show. Um, It's on their website. What's the website, Adam? www.thesixmostmetalbreweries.com and I have every domain even possibly related to that purchase. <laughs> and it gets yeah, confusing. I mean, to, make, to make it easy for everybody, yeah, you could go to 6mmb.com. Six, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. 6mmb.com or the6mostmetalbreweries.com all spelled out. So on there, there's profiles of these guys. So, Jeremy, what, what was your first metal beer and your metal show? So my first metal show was, uh, was Metallica at Jones Beach in uh, 1994. Um, was my first concert, but it was my first metal concert. Um, my first metal beer, and coincidentally, it was also my first craft beer, was a Stone Arrogant Bastard, which I had at uh, the now defunct um, Eulogy in Philadelphia. So why is that a metal beer? Because of the logo? Because there's a demon on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just uh, one of one of my producers. I was wor- I was down there working on a show, and my producers was a craft beer guy. We went to Eulogy. They didn't have... I was, at the time, I was drinking, you know, corporate beers. And uh, they didn't have that's any of that That's a good term. Co- corporate's a good term for... <laughs> that's why no corporate beers are no, theme yeah, song no by Trappist. Yeah, no corporate beer by Trappist. Um, and uh, I was just looking at the bottles, and I saw the Demon, and I was like, I got to try that. And uh, I've uh, never looked back. And then, Tom, uh, Derek, you worked in TV a long time, haven't you? Yes. So you're like a serious years. TV guy. Well, I worked for a lot of entertainment news outlets and uh, networks like TV Guide Network and E and uh, Viacom channels. So made the rounds doing, you know, interviewing uh, all celebrities and, you know, going red carpets, movie junkets and putting together entertainment news, short form promotional content. And, you know, I love pop culture. I love TV and film. But, you know, heavy metal and craft beer, they've been, well, Heavy metal since I was a little, you know, 10-year-old metalhead running around with a shaved head. But, uh, you know, craft beer, you know, just in the last dozen years or so. But uh, put those two together and, you know, you have a good time. That's good, man. You're cool. You're, he's bouncing over there. You're in your element. Uh, it, so it must be cool for you to be working on a TV project that brings us together. Yes. Uh, prior to working on this, I had been working on uh, corporate banking videos and e-learning for the C-suite. So this is very opposite yeah, that and very different. Banking. I mean, I learned a lot doing that stuff, and I appreciate it in my career and having done it. But, you know, this is my passion. This is what I love. And, you know, and I get to make videos about it. So that's definitely, you know, the most important part is, you know, putting those three together. And, and hopefully we'll sell the show and uh, we can do this for a living. Wow, man. What do you guys think? Coming from Sweden, Marcus and Marcus, uh, is it cool that, that there's a whole subgenre now of heavy metal and craft beer, you know, going um, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, actually, actually, the Three Floyds from Chicago they they took they took like that combination to Copenhagen, I believe. Um, uh, Mikkel, um, the founder of Mikeller, he's a great, uh, huge death metal fan, a great friend of mine, and. Um, so I've been. So actually, my first show, my first uh, like uh, metal show, was actually 
uh, during the after party uh, for all the brewers pouring at the MBCC, where when we were pouring our first year, I believe, uh, at uh, MBCC, uh, Copenhagen. They had like a death metal band there, and they they were pretty damn amazing. Uh, Have you been I, to the War Pigs Brew Pub? Yeah, of, of course. course. I've been brewing there too, so so I, I brewed there a couple of times, uh, collabs with them, and and so on. And actually, I actually remember uh, we had a, a sort of a death metal band in my city uh, back in the nineties uh, called uh, Soil Work. Oh, I believe you guys know yeah. Brian. You know that. Yeah. So yep. so and, and they were, they were great uh, beer uh, enthusiasts too. Um, so they they I know they they are very very um, into craft. Uh, so and they were pretty pretty good too. I I think I met some of the guys. A you guys, of times. Jer- Jeremy's bouncing his head. Yeah. Do you know Do you know that band? Oh yeah. Get on, man. Yeah, yeah I've known Soil Work for yeah. for qu- quite a while. Yeah. Matter of fact, we just saw them live. Derek and I saw them open up for uh, um, Fear Factory. Yeah. yeah. Ah, cool. And, and Brian, uh, the, you poured us a barrier. Just tell us again what that beer was. And is that a collaboration with a, a band? No, That's no. Not... The one that I just opened up is uh, Sweet. It's a 7.8% uh, bright citrusy IPA. I'm, I'm looking at the glass. It's actually, I'm drinking one of the brewski beers that came in today. But uh, Sweet is. Uh, Redolent with flavors of tropical citrus, and it's got a pretty, it's got a faintly boozy back end. You know you're drinking a strong beer when it clocks in just under 8%. But so you're also, so Barry is making uh, collaborations with heavy metal bands. Yeah, um, we, we've done a couple so far, and we've got our eyes on a couple for uh, the remainder of this year that we're uh, not at liberty to divulge at this point. But Why gears, can't you? Tears are turning, because the ink isn't dry yet. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want to <laughs> scare them off. <laughs> But sorry about that. And then you, and then I, Adam, your your other job now. You worked at Six Point a long time. That's how I knew you. Oh, you're an advanced. <laughs> so I thought we weren't going to mention that. The only reason that Adam's on <laughs> So despite the fact that he's an actor, which I didn't know, and you Jenny, guys, we're learning a lot about each other. Tonight. Yeah, he is also a very high level Cicerone. He's an advanced Cicerone who's studying for the Master Cicerone. If you listen to the show. We've had quite a few shows on of, of math. You had a couple of master cicerones a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, I am an advanced cicerone. I am studying for the master. We are going to create a documentary uh, in the spirit of Psalm called Sis. Derek and Jeremy don't know that quite yet, but it's coming. Who's um, shooting that? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you're no, just, I, everything you're doing uh, is going to be on film. Everything we, <laughs> from this moment onward, everything we ever do is going to be on film. And yeah. you still have longer hair, didn't you? Oh, I just got a haircut, Jimmy. It's I can roast Adam. So Adam was, <laughs> I met him because he was a, a new rep for Six Point, <clears throat> and he would come <laughs> to accounts, and he was always very friendly, and uh, that's a hard job, isn't it? Uh, beer repping is a hard job. I mean, I know it. Brian knows it. I mean, sales in an increasingly saturated market. New York City is one of the best beer markets in the world right now. So it's it's endlessly challenging. And we're obviously just trying to carve out a space for ourselves and our brands and our breweries. And, you know, any rep would say the same. Um, Jimmy, you always provided a, a happy home for craft beer and grateful for it. And we wish all bar owners welcome us like you did, man. Thanks, man. And have you ever been to St. Vitus Bar, for that matter? I actually don't even know where it is. Well, I know where we're going tonight, Jimmy. <laughs> I know where we're going tonight. So and tell we, me, where is St. Vitus? St. Vitus is on the... <laughs> it's in Manhattan. It's at the edge. It's at the end of Greenpoint. Wherever that is, that is St. Vitus Bar. It's in Brooklyn. It is a heavy metal institution that we brewed Morbid Hour Black Pilsner for. This is also an open invite to Brewski because we are definitely going to make you metalheads by the end of this show. 
<laughs> it's worth going back to War Pigs and Copenhagen and Three Floyds because, of course, we hope to include them with the six most metal breweries. Um, the other one I didn't mention was Wayfinder. Sounds like you're going to have, like, 36 most metal breweries. We're going to have oh, yeah. six. Yeah. We're going to have six and take a loop around the country. But there is, when you look for it, there is enough to create a second season or, frankly, a few more. Yeah, Season two, hopefully, would be Europe. <laughs> exactly. We want to do a season about imports, which might bring us to Sweden. It would most definitely take us to Copenhagen. But like I said, when you look for it more and more, uh, you realize whatever the case may be, the band didn't work out or brewers are just fans and choosing to express themselves this way, there is a direct connection between craft beer and heavy metal. Maybe I can be the roadie cook. Well, you can definitely be the cook. I'm get Ryan's a new job soon, kids. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely hit the road with this, Jimmy. Yeah. And then, Marcus, you guys. So uh, the cool event of June in New York City is the Green City mm-hmm. Festival, Other Halves Fest. There's some cool breweries. You guys are, are, are here for that, June 23rd. Uh, we love what Other Half does. Um, any of your other friends, brewers from that you know of, are at the festival? I know, like, locally, Trillium's coming from Boston. Yeah. We're, uh, Half from, Acre's coming from Chicago. It's a small world. I think from, from, from Europe, uh, you will have, like, uh, Beaver Town uh, from the UK, Magic Rock. Garage uh, Beer Co. from Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a handful, I think. Yeah, cool. Hey, you know what? Let's make a toast. We're going to take another short break. We'll be back in a minute on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Heavy metal music, bro. Come on. Matt, what was the what was that music you just played? Uh, that was Primitive Man out of Colorado. The end of the world is here. All right, uh, say it again, Matt, one more time. Play it again. Primitive Man. How about you play it when we close out again? How about that? <laughs> we'll do. That's pretty wild. Uh, that's that's like the, I call it the wall of sound music. I'm kind of a music critic, but you guys don't know that, listeners. <laughs> but I'm I'm a music critic. So, Marcus, we're drinking. Uh, this nice little uh, brewski beer, and this is a there's a cat like figure. Is that Teo's illustration also? Yeah, very cool, man. The cat's looking at me. The name is uh, Lion's Den, and then he was playing with a uh, big lion, but the the alcohol in this beer is pretty low. So then, yeah. So this is this, this beer tastes turned, turned out like a kitten. Yeah. No. So tell me about the beer, Mark. This beer tastes. Like it's bigger. Yeah, it's a super sessionable um, uh, IPA. We made it with uh, Chris from Transient up in Michigan uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, back in Sweden. Uh, he was uh, he was over in Copenhagen for the CBC uh, 2018, and and he asked me if uh, I wanted to do something, and I said, yeah, let's let's do uh, like a super sessionable beer. Uh, we named it actually after a sex store in his uh, town called uh, um, uh, the Lion's Den. That's so, metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. 
So what else is metal, guys and beers? Is it like uh, uh, pole dancers at bars? I mean, uh, well, we have shot that at Lucky Thirteen. That is most <laughs> definitely metal. That's but a bar where a woman actually crawls on the bar and. It's is, true isn't that, that like unsanitary? <laughs> it builds character. Oh yeah. I've got to say, your beer here, like, really kind of on par with what's happening in craft in the states right now. Like, small beer, big character. That's where tastes are trending, and you you hit it on the head, man. You hit the mark. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. So Adam's auditioning. What do you guys think? He's probably a pretty good host, doesn't <laughs> he? Mm. So how did you guys find? So Derek and Jeremy, once again, the process of the show. How did you pick Adam? Or did Adam pick you? Oh, I picked them. (laughs) (laughs) But the medal shows us all. Yeah. Like uh, Jeremy said earlier, um, I've been trying to do a beer show, and I wanted to incorporate food into it. And I hadn't seen a good beer food show in a while. And I I still have a great idea how to do it. And hopefully we'll get to do that at some point. So maybe we'll bring you in on that one, Jimmy. But, um, you know, it's just trying to get this uh, beer show off the ground. And then I had reached out to Adam because he worked for that other brewery. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking for some help. And then he flipped the script on me and said, hey, I wrote this short film. And it was called Beer Like in Das Movie. You could find it on YouTube. And uh, it was a bar in Queens, Beer Like in. And so we shot this movie. Brian's also in it um, with Adam. Um, and who is the stripper? <laughs> there, there's no strippers in it. but there's watch the credits. Yeah. <laughs> we did have Kate Dolchich from Blind Tiger in it. Just saying. Um, and... And it's beer, metal, and zombies, the short film. So he flipped the script on me, and like Jeremy said, you know, I don't know if we want to do this or not, but he already locked in all the locations, had the actors, had the music. I mean, he had it all together. He just needed a couple people like myself and Jeremy just to put the finishing touches on it so we could bring it to life, and uh, that's what we did. And so before we even finished premiering the movie, um, he's like, I got the idea for the next show, and it was the Six Most Metal Breweries. And that's where it uh, it started from there. Um, before I get my food beer show out, so <laughs> but I'm very happy working on this. This is uh, it's great to work on stuff you're passionate about, you enjoy and love, and not have to you know have bosses that are telling you um, you know make this video and you know it's got to adhere to these principles that they don't even know about and it's all wrong. So it's nice just to creatively work the three of us and put this together yeah and you got tom with you he took some photos before so hey. if you see any photos that are on the show's you know website it's, they're going to be from tom today thank you man yeah i and, walked here today i live in the neighborhood oh yeah yeah so is, is it it must be cool for you to be hanging out with this crowd I mean, what are some typical you're a still photographer yeah what are some typical gigs you get do you get a lot of uh, music gigs uh i do get music gigs from time to time uh album art i've done uh, quite a few of those um when I got, when I met these guys, I'm I'm not sure I was I was drinking beer that was all that great, and it was pretty average. And uh, Adam, I get excited sometimes, and I, I send Adam a picture, and he's like, "Yeah, that's uh, corporate beer." <laughs> Actually, this is I'm gonna make a big shout out to everyone who's listening. This is a huge show. The fact that you guys are defining that other beer as corporate beer. Thank you guys because yeah. we're into independent craft Cheers. beers no corporate and uh, small independently owned beer bars. So no corporate beers. Great. I'm, I'm and, more uh, conscious of that now. Secretly in the back, B.R. Roya, who's one of our legendary top guests. There it is. Who brought in yeah. uh, the Brewski guys. Yeah, I'm tour managing this week and next week because we have about 10 of our breweries coming through, both for the Collective Arts Fest and then Green City. So 
A lot I appreciate of that. it. You got Garage in. Garage from Barcelona. Yeah, Cloudwater from the UK. Bellwoods from Toronto. Rather Metal Holy Mountain from Seattle. Ooh, also on representing. our list. Uh, who else? There's so many, I can't remember. And then you just pulled a beer out of the fridge. What is it? Yeah, that one is Mickler's uh, Mastodon Mother Puncher. This is the second version, which is done with uh, dragon fruit. The first one, I believe, was passion fruit. But as Marcus was saying, Mickle is a big, big metal head. We've done a lot of music collaborations, some more indie rock, um, like real estate, but he's also done White Lung, um, uh, Hamilton. I'll tell you, this dragons. This goes back to the Swedish, that- Danish, English alehouse. Beowulf. Beowulf. The fate often says an undoomed band if his courage holds as he kills a dragon, you know? That's All right, a, so one more. <laughs> an important part of the Beowulf story is the celebration going on in a, a mead hall. Definitely, man. Yeah. It's a pivotal part of the book is when Grendel assaults their mead hall. You fuck with a man's beer, you're going to get the medal. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some nights at, uh, we'll just say, Barcade on Viking blood with Brian, and that is very metal. <laughs> but I'm going to go back to this one beer. So last chance, uh, Marcus, this Lion's Den beer. We're all digging it. It's got a lot of flavor. How do you describe this style? So it's like 3.5%. It's actually a New England style, uh, to be honest. You know, we're, uh, 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 we're very influenced by the style. I think it's an amazing style. It's it's uh, actually one of uh, my favorite styles. Uh, when it came up a couple of years ago, I was like, I was blown away by it. I, I actually, uh, um, by coincidence, I made uh, made like a very hazy, juicy beer uh, because I used uh, mango in my beers uh, like five years back, four or five years back, and uh, I had a lot of pectin in the beer, and that's. And it became very hazy and juicy, and, and people were like complaining about the hazy, ju- juicy look. And I, I, I just loved it myself. And people started to love it, love it in Europe. And then the New England came over to us. And then, then you know, I was like, for me, it was like the perfect match. Do you feel like you're able to achieve better results with fruit or hops? Um, I'm still, I'm, to be honest, I still struggle with uh, with uh, the juicy hoppy beers. I'm still uh, like in, in in the learning curve when it comes to fruits. I've been like working working with fruits in in beers for five years, twenty four seven. So I'm more I'm more confident with fruits. Uh, so by so yeah, I'm 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 more I'm in the learning cur- curve when it comes to hops. But so. admirable and interesting that you can achieve similar results through both, be it yeah. like tropical fruit forward hop flavors or the fruits themselves. That's great. Yeah, thanks. It's thanks. really great meeting you guys. It's oh. very cool. Thanks. Um, let's keep going. So, Brian, uh, is there another beer that just got poured before uh, the McKellar? Yeah. Before we opened up the Mother Puncher, we opened up uh, a can that we actually drank the last time I was here when we were hanging out with some of the other guys from Long Island. Uh, a double dry hopped IPA called Island of Long that we brewed specifically out for our friends out on Long Island where Barrier is located. Uh, not a collaboration, just one we put together. Say the beer summer. one more time. It's called Island of Long. Thank you. That's great. And we, we do have someone on Untapped checking, you know, in every beer that we taste on air. So yep. this is cool. Now we got the McKellar. What's this beer? McKellar what? Mother Puncher. Mother Puncher. So. Yeah. I mean, it's when's Father's Day? 
<laughs> so you guys, the Mar- Marcus too. It's not, is like, you know, father puncher. It's not where I was going with that. Be, being in the states, you know, tell us some of your observations about, you know, the craft beer scene, restaurants, things that you like. Well, this is where everything starts. Uh, the influences starts here, but I think that now in Europe we're starting to catch up, pretty good. And and due to, I said before that this is quite a small world, and and all the craft beer breweries are now connected. And it's so easy to, to go back and forth, and the festivals is rotating around the world. We get to know each other. It's like a big family. And then you start to to um, exchange experience and, and talk a lot more with each other. That means that also the beer starts to be better in all different locations at the same yeah. time. So that's maybe, I don't know if the, if, if the States look to Europe for, for flavors and things like that. What do you guys say? I'd say it's a little bit of back and forth. I mean, the, the prominent trend right now is definitely the, the hazy, juicy IPA. And uh, I, I think we're seeing a lot of really excellent examples of it coming from across the pond and not really, not, I didn't see it coming, but I also, like, you look at uh, corollaries in other industries, like uh, uh, Japanese whiskey has really come into its own over the past couple of years. And putting a style out there means that it's open to interpretation. And a lot of the styles that exist now are interpretations of previously existing styles. And that sort of inspiration and imagination works out for everyone in the long run. And not to keep tying everything back to metal, <laughs> but the roots of American heavy metal are, of course, in European tradition, just as the roots of American craft brewing are in European tradition. So what, what are the, the great kind of European fathers of metal? Are we bringing up the Vikings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it, we brought up Beowulf. Just, Come on. Yeah. It all started with the Vikings, but of course, we're talking about Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath. And the whole, Those are like, European bands? Yes, they what? are, Jimmy. But they were American. No, they are very European. But like I said, whether it's beer or I metal. I once cooked for Metallica, just so you know how to focus. You once cooked for Metallica? Do you know Danny Clinch, rock and roll photographer? What? Years ago, he used to, he used to use my old, my old bar at, for photos. What I want to know is what Metallica eats. I don't remember. I think they're a vegetarian. <laughs> Beer. <laughs> but no, I think whether it's whether it's beer, whether it's metal, I mean, we found, of course, the inspiration in European tradition, you know, and we make it our own, and then we look to Europe to take it to the extreme. That seems to be the pattern in both fields, craft beer and heavy Now metal. they think I'm cool because I cook from Metallica. We always thought you <laughs> were cool, don't Jimmy. Know about me, Adam. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, all what right. do you listen to when you're at home at night? WBGO, Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> it's everything, rock and classic. You don't want to know. <laughs> Come on, it's not about me. But Marcus, one more chance. You guys are here in New York. I want to say, BR, um, this Green City event, June 23rd, that Other Half is, is hosting in Brooklyn, it's the first event in New York City which has been like kind of Copenhagen-esque, you know? Like those fests where you're like, oh, I'm going to, all the cool brewers in the world fly to Copenhagen. Now it's like, all these cool brewers are coming to New York. And it's it's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually spreading. You know, we we, we host a festival uh, once every year. We have um, almost 100 breweries. Um, last weekend of August, it's like 25, 30 brewers from the U.S. It's like, w- w- yeah, the top-notch brewers from all over. And uh, like we we we've been so influenced by Mikeller uh, and Mikkel, of course. Uh, um, you know, and and so, so I think it's like growing everywhere. You know, it's like uh, I think think in the future it will it, it will pop up like small uh, MBCs uh, all over the place, and 
And um, then one day you'll say, man, I'm flying too much. It's too expensive. <laughs> I mean, it costs you yeah. money to, to go to all these yeah. events. It's worth it. You know, it's like the influence, the atmosphere to go over here to the U.S. and, and, and get all the, like, uh, meet all the brewers. And, like, they're, like, uh, like huge, uh, actually, role models uh, of us. And, and I, I actually have to um, uh, give credit uh, to Mikkel. Uh, for that part that he actually uh, many people they can say a lot about that guy but he actually connected Europe and the US he plowed away for every everyone like it, it was it was pretty damn hard a couple of uh, years back uh, he plowed away and now he actually made uh, in a way Europe and, and the US to connect he had the guts to go over here and show the American brewers like I'm a badass brewer from uh, from Europe, and uh, and yeah, and yeah. Obviously, the brewers over here agreed, and and then uh, the actually the the exchange started. So he he's like, when it comes to beers, he's like, uh, he's our Christ. What do you think? <laughs> about, what do you think about his brother? Hey, Mikkel. What do you think about his brother? Uh, yep, I love him. He's a great guy. They're they're quite similar actually. They they like Yep. That's also a thing. He 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 went over here. He 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 moved to New York, and that was like huge over in Europe when he came over and like, and 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 that's the thing. Those guys, they're twins. So I'm talking for Yep too. Like they're amazing human beings. They're amazing beer ambassadors. They're like, uh, and really, really nice, nice guys. And they've done a lot for the scene. And I can't thank them enough, but it, because it's because of them, I'm, I'm here. That's today. great. Yeah. And where are you guys selling? You're, you're in Sweden. Are you selling more beer to America, to Europe? Uh, we export to like uh, 30 countries all over the world. So, uh, yeah, and we, we also started to export to Mongolia. Yeah. Of all countries, <laughs> and it starts to be one of the biggest uh, parts. And the next market for us is actually Asia. Asia is exploding now. It's like 350 million, uh, like, uh, yeah, over middle class and over middle class. They want to drink European beer and American beers, and and so so we're like. So there's people posting uh, photos of your label from all over the world. Yeah, that's popping yeah. up. Yeah, everywhere yeah. and it's amazing yeah. each time it's a new location and I, yeah. I was remembering I was backpacking in Australia back in the day and uh, at that point uh, drank uh, corporate beer <laughs> and, and it was quite funny that uh, that uh, just uh, a few months ago seeing that corporate beer popping up next to a brewski when I was doing this for 20 years ago so it's a bit surrealistic to, to see your own brand next to something that you had as a kid. It's, it's and then who, who coined, who said corporate beer the first time on the show? Was that you, Adam? So we're going to say Trappist coined No Corporate Beer, and that is the theme song. They're a band based out of Los Angeles, and they, they are, through Relapse Records, they gave us the, the title and the theme for the show. Uh, we aligned ourselves with craft beer, which is the opposite of corporate beer. That's great. Just to wrap it up, Brewski's uh, on your site, it says Brewski's is not a normal brewery. We want to explore and set new limits. And uh, great for having you guys on, man. Really, 
Thank you. Ah, thank you very much. Great thank to you. be here. Thanks. All right. And Theo, nice labels, buddy. Oh, thank you. That's pretty good. At 16, you already got your career. Is this going to be your career? <laughs> um, we'll see. You're actually uh, making a label for Pipeworks now. Yes. So I'm like, we're really excited about the result. That's great. And and Jeremy, Tom, Derek, you guys are excited about doing the the show. What's the name of the show again? The Six Most Metal Breweries. And you can't tell me which ones they are yet. I think Not I gave yet. you a hint. The only one I didn't mention <laughs> was Wayfinder in Portland, Oregon. We're gonna try to get there. But like I said, there's enough for a couple seasons here. Uh, Tom. What was your first metal beer and your first metal show? <laughs> Rogue Dead Guy and Slayer at the Nation <laughs> in D.C. God hates us all. <laughs> all right. So we got, once again, we got Marcus, Teo, Marcus. We got Jeremy, Tom, Derek. And we got Brian Barry, man. Um, you know, for every you worked at Barcade, one of the leading uh, beer, bar, beer, beer bar guys in the city. I'm so happy you've been on now twice. Uh, anything else you want to say about this uh Heavy metal and craft beer. I was going to say, I'll see you in a month. But uh, <laughs> heavy metal and craft beer, they go together. I, I, I hear that peanut butter and jelly took a couple lessons from them. All right, man. And then Adam, close it out. You got the show. You're a great host, man. You guys did a good job finding this guy. I just want to say keep it metal, Jimmy. All right, man. Thank you for having us on. Really appreciate the outreach. We thought we were going to talk about Master Cicerone tests. You turn the whole show around. This is a pretty interesting show. Master Cicerone next. That's right, man. And check us out. Uh, our annual, not international beer event, but for eight years, we've been hosting an event called New York City Brewer's Choice. It's usually like a lot of the newer, up-and-coming New York area breweries. There should be some cool ones like Svend Ale and, and Alewife. And uh, also, we always have great chefs and food. That'll be July 18th, NewYorkCityBrewersChoice.com and support Heritage Radio Network. So, guys, thanks for checking in, everybody. we got everybody's name. There's too many. Once again, we got Marcus, Marcus, Tio, Jeremy, Tom, Derek, Brian, BR, and uh, Adam. Thanks for joining me on the Heritage Radio Network. Thanks to producer Justin Kennedy and our engineer tonight, Matt. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. Matt's going to close us out with some metal wall of sound. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.